This week's pod is sponsored by Nova Energy Drink, which was established in 2019 when the need for a better energy drink in the marketplace was there. Many people who could not consume other caffeinated products, including coffee and sodas, showed this product to their doctors and they found that it was safe for a variety of health issues. With zero sugar, 1.5 grams of carbs, getting rid of common ingredients that cause allergic reactions, and only five calories per serving, Nova Energy Drink is set to be the healthier choice for our customers while providing long-lasting energy. Nova Energy Drink has now shipped worldwide with an expansive customer base, including some well into their 90s. Their continuing goal is to share this groundbreaking product with people searching for a better energy solution. We have three different flavors, Galactic Grape, Strawberry Moon, and Celestial Punch. If you go to NovaEnergyDrink.com and use the code word GEO, you get 10% off your order. And welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast with your boy Darry Lips and my man Gio once again. Hey, man. Fuck you. <laughs> That's all I've had all week is actual abuse. Why, Gio? No, Why are you so you, mad? <laughs> the abuse is having to watch that fucking show. It's horrible. Didn't enjoy it, no. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll save. We've got other stuff. To talk to first about first before we'll uh we'll get you onto that one. Um obviously this week uh NXT takeover happened. Hell in a cell is happening next week. Raw was alright. Um No, Hell in a Cell's this week. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Takeover was last week, Hell in a Cell um this week. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um and obviously there's rumors about Moose's left, his contract's up and he's walked out, so We'll get to all of that, but let's, um, should we start with Wait, who? Moose. Oh. Apparently he hasn't resigned and he's gone. Well, apparently. Then. So maybe you see where he ends up. Um, and apparently there's rumors that AEW was pretty close to signing Hitman. Right, the Hitman heart. Anyway, takeover. First of all, did you watch? Did you enjoy? How do you feel? It was a good show. It was solid. It was real solid. Todd Pettengale, by the way, I still think looks and sounds the same, which freaks me out, but he's better than most of the announcers. that They should keep him. He can work full-time. They should keep him. <laughs> I was so nice to see him. He works up here, like over by me in a, like a local radio station. Does he? God, they he should like keep him. So he's become a DJ, but he, he doesn't look any different. Like, he looks and sounds the same, just with a beard, but crazy. <laughs> like, he's never aged. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, takeover started. The six man tag team titles, North American title, Legado del Fantasma against MSK and Bronson Reed. Um, yeah, I, I, it took a little bit of time to get started. I didn't like the way they started with them all being scared of Bronson Reed and stuff. And I, I just, you know, I think I think Santos and, and the guys, they, they look, they're tougher than they were acting. And I think that didn't help it. But um, Bronson Reed is... is um, re rest in peace to Escobar because Bronson Reed ran him over. Yes. He is a force of nature though, isn't he? And, like, and that tsunami is a great finisher for him. He, you know what I said when I was watching it is he is what I thought Brodus Clay was going to be. You know? That for me... You didn't like Funkadactyl. <laughs> Come on, did you? Man, no. Brodus Clay is a, was a beast. And they turned him into a joke. <laughs> He'd come out and dancing now, and what? Like, now oh. he's just some dude who gives out about... Uh, whatchamacallit? Now he's just like, he's on like the, what is he on though? Oh no, he's not even on the Fox shows anymore because he got fired. Oh my God, really? I forgot. Yeah, he was on like the Fox shows or whatever doing, uh, 
like and he was like analyzing for uh stocks and stuff jeez and they fired him wow it's just yeah that was a massive waste but for me like the hype that i thought that i was going to come with him is what i see in in bronson reed i think bronson reed is is a huge talent he needs to work on his promo stuff like on the pre-show when they were interviewing him he's very scripted and he reads like he talks like he's reading from a bit of paper but i'm guessing that's experience in it that that comes later um i don't i know this is probably not everyone's cup of tea i am over msk i really am already and i, I don't know why i just i uh i don't know i don't know what it is but the match was good um i'm not surprised at the result i think Bronson Reed and Escobar will have a singles match if Escobar, like, lives. <laughs> um, if he's alive. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a very good match. Very, very good. Then uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Jai Lee. Um, I don't know about this match. This was the worst one of the card because, like, it felt just as they got started, it was over. Um, I don't think it was... It didn't feel like a takeover match. Now, what I want to talk, though, is who is the, the girl in the chair? Is it Karen Q? I don't know. Because I think it's Karen Q. That's who I said I thought it was, like that weird monster thing in the chair that launched Martinez after, like, shrugging <laughs> off. Like, she grabbed her by the throat. And... But I think it's Karen Q, which would be a nice gimmick for her. I like Karen Q, but I think it's her... Um, yeah, I thought, again, but the match was just very forgettable and I actually went for a, a, a toilet break during that one. Because could have been a, a good TV match, but I just didn't think it felt uh, right for a takeover. Um, there was a bit about Champer and Thatcher really wanting to fight the Grizzled Young Veterans on Tuesday. Then the big one, my favorite, the million-dollar title ladder match, LA Knight, uh, Cameron Grimes, Amazing. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought they were both very, very good. Um, I think the right winner was done. I, th I, I don't know. I think yeah, it's tough. Grimes is over, though. Yeah. So him being like the underdog to like maybe chase the title would get that face push complete because like I don't think he needed the title to continue the story. I think the story would have been stumped had he had he won it. Um, what the thing is though, Ted DiBiase, right? So ten years ago, I see him on a reunion. He looked old and ill. He looks good, and then I found out it's DDP yoga, and he's a minister now. <laughs> he is an actual minister, but he looks really good. Like he feels he, like he's. Yeah, go on. He's been a minister since retiring. I didn't know that. I, you know, because I, I Googled and I know he obviously DDP yoga. And as much as that gets a meme, DDP yoga has literally saved lives. Yeah, like, no, even, not even a joke. That thing has saved lives, what Diamond Dad has paid um, with that yoga thing. And T DiBiase looks great. Like, he actually looks better than I remember other reunions. He looks like he could go again. But yeah. It was a good ladder match. Um, do you think, because I was talking about it in Discord, do you think that ladder matches are completely played out, though, these days? And it's becoming difficult to get excited about. Do you think they've done their course? Or do you still need, get hyped? I think they need to tone down on doing them and not do them as much. Right. Yeah. Because I think the money in the bank is what's you know, made ladder matches, I, I don't know, not feel as special. Like when you go back, you know, obviously one of the greatest, the Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels one started. And then like the TLC ones, the, the, the tag team ones. And then you think now has money in the bank maybe just, I don't know, made the other ones feel less important. Um, you forget Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio for his son. Yes, I do forget. <laughs> when he was freaking out that Vicky wasn't going to make it. How angry was Eddie though? Like it took so long for Vicky to get there and Eddie was just was running out of ideas. Him? 
He's standing up on the ladder like an idiot. Like he can obviously grab the, the papers. And she's missing her cue. And he's like, if I have to grab these, it's going to ruin the story. Yeah. And it just, oh, I felt so sorry. But yeah, it's forgettable. Good match. But yeah, forgettable. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, ladder matches for me, they just started not to feel as special. And it, it's hard to get excited for them, even though this was a perfectly good match. Um, I thought the end, like the crash that Grimes on that ladder. Like, oh, Lord. Like, why? If he had missed it an inch either way, he could have really damaged himself. But obviously didn't. He's all good. Uh, very, very good. Very, very good. And I'm pleased for LA Knight because I am a bit of an LA Knight simp. I'm not going to lie. A little bit of an LA Knight simp. Um, <laughs> women's title match. Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's a little obvious that they're just going to have Raquel Gonzalez tear through the women's roster until Dakota Kai turns on her. It's what I'm assuming that's going to play. I, I am guessing that's got to come in. Dakota will just turn on her, don't you think? I think she's going to turn on Dakota. Oh, you think it'd be the other way around. But don't you think, like, Dakota's not long been healed, has she? I mean, like she did with Tegan. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I bet. Obviously, I think she's going to stay champ until, until that happens. Um, yeah, I think Ember Moon. I think it's the best I've seen Ember Moon like, since she's I feel up. bad for Dakota Kai because every time they go to give her a push, she keeps getting injured. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that is true. She does. Um, she can stay healthy. She's a very talented girl, but it's interesting. Um, Gonzalez, though, when she debuted, I think it was even on here. I said, oh, they've just they found the next clumsy schmuck that isn't going to do nothing. How good has she become? Like the DDT she took on the outside, like it dented the floor. Like she took it like a champ. I quite happily put my hands up and say, I got... Raquel Gonzalez, completely wrong. I think she's been brilliant. Um, and quite right as champion, you know? Um, and I think the victories she's starting to get. You know, beating Ember Moon does mean something. It's Ember Moon, she's, she's a talented girl. But it's nice to see Moon looking like her old self, I have to say. Um, but yeah, it was good. And then, of course, the main event. The main event. Now, a lot of people have complained Karrion Cross is boring. Shouldn't be champ and this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. Um, I, and I get, I do feel that this match felt like it was just an exercise for Cross and he was always going to retain. Do you think, like, I mean, what, and what next? What next for Cross? He's just beaten maybe every contender. I don't know. I mean, are you are you still on the cross hype? Do you still feel in it? Do you think he's boring, like I've read all week? On I Twitter? feel like he just doesn't got charisma is the problem. But does he need charisma? Isn't that what Scarlet's for? Shouldn't he just be an animal? Isn't that the, the character? Isn't that the reason that Scarlet's there is to add some style? Um, I don't know. It just didn't feel like anything... Anything significant really happened on this takeover until the main bit I want to talk about, the William Regal bit at the end. Now, that is deep. William Regal was leaving and he said he's been here seven years. He's never seen such bedlam in all his time on NXT. Maybe it's time for a change. Now, obviously, that sent internet wrestling community into all kind of tears. What do you think that means? Joe. As GM or as an enforcer? Enforcer Joe. Can you imagine? You think it's uh, in for Joe? Because there's been some rumors that Wade Barrett's going to become GM. They've, they've already said that Joe is back at the Performance Center. He ex he's expected to work at some point with NXT doing something. Like Triple H apparently right away, as soon as he was released, was like, oh, no, you don't. I think it's very obvious he's coming back. And I think the Regal comment. I mean, Samoa Joe is the GM of NXT. Ooh. 
It would be the weirdest thing, though, to watch NXT without William Regal. I'm not sure I'm ready for it. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm ready for Regal-less NXT. Um, but we have to find I out mean, Tuesday. I just, I don't know. He's, he's always been. Regal, honestly, Regal and Dusty Rhodes are why NXT is NXT. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And nothing goes forever. And seven years in a GM role, you know, is, is an impressive stint. You know, it's a very impressive stint. I just, I don't know. But yeah, for takeovers, the problem I have with takeovers is they've set their bar so high. There was probably nothing wrong with this one. But I expect so much more because of how they've been. I think that's the problem. Um, wasn't a blow away, but it's, it was a perfectly fine one. But I'm very worried about what they're going to do with Regal myself my i am because I, I i like regal <laughs> i he is nxt but i guess it's truth and it will um his future it's the future and uh speaking of the future obviously helena cell is this weekend don't have many matches announced for it apart from they did announce last night uh alexa bliss versus Shayna, isn't it i think uh um, yeah they've announced that um <laughs> I That's Lily already? It felt like they wrote her off last night. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it was weird. We'll get to it when we talk about Robin. Like they wrote it off. Mm. Well, we can get into Raw before we get to the cogs. Obviously, this was the go home Raw. There's only a SmackDown to come before. Um, no, she started the show and literally said. Well, now that the audience is back, I'm going to keep her away from the violence or whatever. I, I'm put, I'm, I put her away or something. Yeah. It was just weird. Um, what do you think this is with Bliss, though? Like, is it just a way to get Shayna back solo? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it all. Um, yeah, because like, there's only five matches set for Hell in a Cell so far. I do like the that. Mysterio one isn't even confirmed. I do like that they're continuing this thing where whatever the fiend is, its goal is obviously payback for people who have wronged people in the past. Because now Alexa Bliss is, you know, targeting Nia Jax. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, all right, let's, let's get through it. Obviously, it started the, the Charlotte. Um, Nikki Cross nonsense. What is with this random Nikki Cross push? Uh, lack of women, maybe on the roster. <laughs> Nothing like, against Nikki Cross. Oh, so random. But I, I don't know. Do, do you think this helps or hurts Nikki Cross though? Because this was pretty much an extended squash until the fluke win at the end. Because all it's doing is it's like, oh, she's winning by count out. Oh, she's winning by. A distraction. I mean, is it good for her or bad for her? Is it just good to have Nikki Cross back on telly doing something? But I we, it's, she's better but than it, what this is. It makes her look so freaking weak when she's got to keep winning by countouts or by somebody distracting. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's the oh, thing. I, I, we know that Nikki Cross is better. Ripley went neener, 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 and Charlotte was distracted. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I'm. I want to see Charlotte Rhea. I know they could put on a good wrestling match, but this build feels very comedy esque. Like I don't like what they're doing with Rhea outside of the ring. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's a bit messy. I don't like what they're doing with Nikki Cross because we know she's a better wrestler than celebrating fluke wins, you know. And that's what she's done three weeks now. So I, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's not good. I mean, last night it was better. I thought it was a slight upgrade from what we've seen, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know how Nikki Cross is going to deal with this because I don't think it's particularly. Um, then it was a bit of weirdness. Uh, we had Morrison versus Jeff Hardy. Um, Hardy got whooped in a couple of minutes. 
uh cedric was there and he started ranting about how hard he uh hardy beat him last week acting like a sore loser blah 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 and jeff hardy grabs the mic and says if cedric can beat him right now he'll retire now i was in a discord and people are like oh my god has he asked for his release right, right, right. and i'm like just chill mate yeah the thing i wanted to get to is that was the initial reaction hardy's being released where do you think he will go because of an attempt at a storyline on raw you know, we all know Jeff Hardy ain't leaving WWE. I don't see it, ever. I think he'll finish in WWE now. Um, but he did have the match, and it was random. It was a weird use of Cedric. I don't understand what they were doing. Did Jeff Hardy need something like that? I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. But then the important bit, the highlight of my week, <laughs> and your favorite segment, yeah? The debut of Eva Marie. Now I'm going to say, I did like what they did with it. Yeah. Yeah. Piper Niven is, is, um, is a beast. As well, I don't you? like that these announcers are acting like they've never seen you NXT UK. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wait, who's that? Even the announcer's like the winner of... So there was some rumors. I know it's the guy, was it Sean Ross that does the Patreon hide rumors behind wall? Apparently, there was a name instead of Piper Niven called Dewdrop or something, Dowdrop, that he only put behind his wall. But they didn't actually announce the name because Piper Niven, what was it, 30 seconds? Like she destroyed Naomi. And then um, they announced Eva Marie as the winner. <laughs> okay, that's funny. That is so even Marie. I had a discussion on, on a stream last night. Like, Someone was Eva like, hey, Marie going to have a winning streak because Piper Nevin just keeps winning matches for her. Yeah. Like I've said, uh, Eva Marie brings heat. Like they announced the match, Naomi versus Eva Marie on Twitter, and Twitter blew up. Like Raw hadn't even started. And all I was reading about was Naomi versus Eva Marie. So I said <laughs> that Eva Marie brings heat. She has. Whatever heel thing that you need, Eva Marie has it. And they're like, no, it's not real heat. It's everyone actually hates her. I'm like, it's not. It's really not. Whether you like it or not, everybody wanted to watch that match. Everybody wanted to see the return of Eva Marie. And instead we got Piper Niven's debut. Absolutely destroying Naomi. I feel a bit sorry for Naomi, but someone had to eat a debut. There's always the way. Um, <clears throat> then... Um, I thought match of the night, um, New Day versus RK Bro. Um, I, I think it's brilliant. I would say that match is proof that Raw and WWE what do not have to do line? some things right. What storyline is New Day in? Mm. One minute, Kofi Kingston's wrestling Bobby Lashley. One minute, they're fighting RK Bro. One minute, they're descending. They're they're having a dissension because one of them might join her business. Like what? What are they doing? Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. I mean, because like it's been weird because they built this RK Bro thing up over a few weeks. Like it has been built up and it did pay off. They had a perfectly good match last night. But you're right. Like, what are they actually doing? Like. Because last week, all the talk was, is Kofi going to leave? Do you think, though, it's just beginning of the end? Do you think it's time they split? Do you think it's time New Day is, is finished I now? Don't see, I don't think it's going to happen because Xavier Woods, I don't think, is going to be able to do this alone. I don't know. Do you I see his match with Matt Riddle last week? Like, he, the boy is good. I just think he's going to have the, the, the talker thing where it's, Nobody's going to get behind Xavier Woods as just Xavier Woods without Kofi Kingston. Mm. Yeah, I, I see your point. Look and, at Big E. Yeah. Big E's not that... I, I hate to say it, but without New Day, Big E's not getting the reaction getting. Yeah, it's not been what they were expecting, has it, at all. And I don't think it's even watched as we were expecting. I think we were expecting more from Big E. And I I'm, would agree with that. I mean, unless they retcon this and Big E goes back with, with whichever one of them leaves the other one, like maybe 
Big E and Xavier continue New Day, and Kofi goes for her business, and then they keep that way. Mm. Maybe they'll do that. Yeah, maybe. What? To me, you're just dooming Xavier Woods. Which is a shame because he's very good. As I say, the match last night that these two put on was really, really good. I liked Woods v. Riddle last week. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, what are they actually doing? Because now what? Now they've had their match. Are they going to continue it? Is it going to be moved on? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so yeah, then it was Oscar versus Ripley. Obviously non-title because Ripley's defending that Hell in a Cell, which we'll go through in a moment. Um... I, it was it was good, but I don't want to see Oscar versus Rhea anymore. I don't want to see it. I'm over it. Uh, I don't like Oscar keep losing. I don't like just rehashing a good match. I, yeah, it was it was fine. I just I don't want to see it anymore. I'm I'm kind of over it. Um, myself, yeah, and because they beat each other up good, and it's a good match. But I just Oscar keeps losing, and the match keeps happening. Just move on. Move on. Uh, then obviously the weird bit, um, the Alexa Bliss versus Naya. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. I'm not sure what it's, to make of it. The Fiend, though, because look at it this way: the Fiend took Alexa Bliss from Bray Wyatt. Now this weird Fiend Alexis taking, trying to take, you know, the 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 from Naya. Maybe. But if they're booking her like that, why? I, I didn't like Reginald getting involved. Like, yes, I, I don't know. It's hard to, hey, to Reggie, make of it because Bliss you, was successful, but. You just hate Reggie. I do hate Reggie. I can't. Yeah, you're right. I've been called out. Reggie is this season's Tamina for me, sir. Oh, my God. I will stand that man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please don't. Um, but yeah, it was weird. Um, I don't know what to make of it. She's like a mini Undertaker fiend hybrid, but Reginald got involved, didn't help. But it's also good to see her in the ring again. Ah, whatever. <laughs> but then again, obviously there was uh, another bit uh, of MVP talking to the New Day and made the suggestion that Kofi is losing because of Xavier Woods being the weak link. Don't want to hear it. Kofi gives some big up. Fired speech about friends helped him get here, blah, blah, blah. MVP wishes him luck on Sunday, but then remembers Kofi doesn't have a match, which was funny. Um, I think Woods is going to join Hurt Business. I think they're teasing Kofi for Woods to join Hurt Business. That's why I didn't reply just now. I think Woods will be fine because I think he'll go to Hurt Business. I think they're teasing it that he's going to be Kofi and Woods, they'll just side over there, which I will be safer like for him. I feel like they've built up like New Day as a brand was up, up, down, down, and everything that I don't think they'd be able to do this. Because, again, people are going to watch up, up, down, down. They're going to be like, well, why are they friends here? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's that argument. Exactly. How do you turn... You couldn't turn Xavier heel while he's doing up, up, down, down. Could you really? That would make... So many flies in my room right now because I've got the windows open. <laughs> Mate, it's just I just looked up on my wall. It's like a horror film. <laughs> I'm gonna have to run around with a flip flop in a minute. Um, we'll skip the next bit. The fucking Jackson Riker Elias nonsense. Count out. Okay, again. speaking of speaking of, I don't want to see matches anymore. Stop doing this. Yeah. Mhm. Mm Stop. Yes, yeah, two weeks running. Two weeks too many. Yeah. And it, it's not helping make Jackson Riker some face breakaway. I don't know. It's just the same thing again. Taking a count out two minutes 28. I just got no comments. I don't understand it. Don't understand what they're doing. Um, anyway, then we had main event time. Uh, Drew McIntyre taking on AJ Styles. Always solid. Um... I don't think there was much of a surprise once everyone came out to ringside of what was going to happen. Um, not giving, I think, a big ending to AJ McIntyre is a good thing because they could save that for something in the future, I think, still again. 
Um, and then, of course, it turned into a big six-man. Uh, Lashley, Styles, and Omos versus Drew McIntyre and the uh, Viking Raiders. Is that going to be Vince McMahon's new thing? Like, swords and Vikings! Yes! Team up! <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> swords and barbarians! Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I think McIntyre getting the pin confirms to me that he's losing to Lashley. Myself. I would say, you know, he, he hits the Claymore um, on Lashley. I, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, the Raiders versus AJ almost hasn't been officially set, so I'm assuming I'm it might sure be at Hell in the Cell. Be, but yeah, I'm sure that's going to get announced because didn't they? The Raiders win a number of contenders yeah. match, and that's why they were involved in that match because they won that battle. Was it battle royal? Yeah, when they yeah. Uh, took out Orton last week. Um, but yeah, it was it was nothing we haven't seen before. But I think it set up all the title matches like correctly. Um, it was a far better Raw than anything that we've spoken about. There was nothing on that was completely horrible other than the Jackson Riker bit. Uh, even the bad bits didn't really go too long. Built some stuff for the pay-per-view. It was... It was better. I mean, it's still poor, I mean, but it's better. I'm guessing we're going to get Ali versus Ricochet. Or no, what was it? Ricochet and Umberto. I'm guessing that's going to be yeah. a match. Or I, I, maybe they'll I'm make the triple was, threat for Sheamus. Because I don't think Sheamus is allowed to have any contact yet. Uh, I think, I, yeah, maybe I have think, them on the pre-show or something then. I think it was scheduled to be a triple threat, and they're just going to make it one-on-one, number one contender or whatever now to keep to like somehow save this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Um, and then probably have Sheamus take them both out. I think no. that at some point they'll have the triple threat, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, it's dependent on Seamus's face, which is all messed up. Um, but yeah, the card that we currently have um, is... Let's just get it up. Wow, wow, wow. Hold on. Wow. I'm not impressed with it, to be honest. It's... Yeah. So, obviously... Not announced. Has it been announced? Raymond Reigns versus Rey Mysterio. Is that official? I think. Yeah, I believe yeah. they made that official on SmackDown. Right. And it will be a Hell in a Cell, I'm told. From what I read, it will be a Hell in a Cell match as well. Um, it just feels like something to keep Roman Reigns busy. I mean, it's good for Rey Mysterio. Sure, why not? Um, I think Roman Rey, solid. After what Roman's done to Dominic. I mean... That part, the, the camera work when they he threw him out the ring though made that look so much worse, you know. But Dominic got squished again. It's just meh. Um, Lashley versus Drew, mm, meh. Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, Bianca Belair, Bailey. I mean, that's that's the official official, and obviously Alexa Bliss, Shayna now. I, it's not much, is it? It's not. I'm much. guessing they're gonna probably do Cesaro and. Uh, Cesaro and Seth. Yeah, seeing he come back last week. I mean, there's nothing for Apollo Cruz. Well, uh, I think I think they're doing that. On, they're gonna do that for SmackDown too. I think it's Cruz versus uh, what's with Cruz and Owens and Zayn. Yeah, probably. Because it looks um, like they're for a triple threat. I just yeah, I think the only good thing I'm looking forward to at Hell in a Cell is I think. This is Sunday will finally be where Drew McIntyre takes a step back from the title picture. I think he loses and I think we move on, which will be good for him. Um, yeah. That's what I think. Um, it's not much. It's just not much. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, I'm not, I'm not particularly excited for Hell in a Cell. Uh, none of it really at the minute has got me all excited. Uh, excited. I'm interested to see if like the Jeff Hardy retirement tease has some legs to it. Um, just I don't want to see what new they do. I just I have a feeling someone's going to turn heel. I just have a feeling something's going to happen. I really do. I really really do. Um, but other than that, not much else. 
Uh, All right. Great podcast. Been a great week. (laughs) Has it? Has it? You had a great time, have you? (laughs) We can go through some news first. <laughs> First of all, uh want to say I dread this ra- I'm I'm dreading this randomizer now. <laughs> he, was, he was enjoying it. He used to enjoy it. <laughs> First of all, Ready uh Ready and John Moxley have had a baby girl. She has announced birth of their daughter. She announced it, I think, today, 15th. Yeah, today. Baby girl is officially here, so I'm checking out and becoming a mum. She's absolutely incredible. Smiling face of three hearts. I have a bunch of guest hosts lined up for you guys, and I started with none other than my baby daddy, cool dude husband, John Moxley. Check it here. And that was her 50th episode of Oral Sessions. Um, so, yeah, she's now a mum. Congratulations to them. Hope it goes well. Um, other bits of news. Gangrel has filed a trademark for... He's fanging and banging podcast. I love that name. Banging and banging. You know, that's the name of his porn company, right? Yeah, that's why I love it. And now it's a podcast. <laughs> it may be the title of this of this episode. <laughs> banging and banging. And the thing is, you hear that name, anyone that knows wrestling would know that's Gangrel. <laughs> Okay, um, Moose lost to Kenny Omega against all odds, which I didn't, I don't know. Yo, I don't, real, I don't want to answer it. Really just looking like a bitch. Yeah, just the Bucks interfering again. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know what this impact thing is. You know, everyone's saying, ah. Oh, it's a good way to build interest for Slammiversary while also standing out on its own. It stood out on its own how? It was a meh finish. Like, the Bucks come out, and then Callahan come out to see, like, because he was, like, fired by Don Callis. Like, I wonder where they're going to go with that. Oh, I don't know. It was just... It's too much. It's too much for me. I just, I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't great at all um although w morrissey looks really really good cast big cast he looks like he's got his shit back together so fair play to him um but yeah callahan looked good throughout it but um but moose's contract apparently is up now there was an announcement apparently that he had come to terms on a new deal although it wasn't officially announced and then on the tweet moose retweeted it saying not true do you think because he lost do you think that he's gonna leave do you think there's a place for him in other promotions maybe nxt or something or do you think he'll resign do you think he'll stay put? i mean he's been there what, see him going years? over to i could see him going over to you know to, to raw or something and being part of her business Ooh, moose in her business yeah, maybe you don't think him and lashley like together Oh, get like, oh, God, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, would be, actually. Because I've, I've always liked Moose. And he, I don't know. He, he may resign because he is the main impact star. I just feel like that defeat, the finish was so meh, and they instantly sort of passed it on to Sammy Callahan. I just felt like it was a raw, an end for Moose without officially being an end. Um, but we'll see. Obviously, he'd be a good free agent for someone to pick up. He's got some back in. Um, and then also there was a story. Obviously, Bret Hart showed up at Double or Nothing to present the AEW World Title. Um, and they were close to signing him, but apparently Bret Hart knew that the move would get him heat from Vince, even if he didn't have a contract with WWE at the time, because sometimes he worries about Natalia still being in WWE, and he doesn't want them to take anything out on her um yeah Brett don't fuck up to me and it's push <laughs> and also apparently it's why he doesn't do his podcast anymore or many interviews because he speaks because his mind and sometimes Vince Have you gets ever listened to his podcast? all he does is bitch I, 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 I can't Bret Hart to me Uh-oh. is like one of the most jaded pro wrestlers ever like no matter what no matter what he's talking about he's always like you know I could have done that better. 
It could have been me. I was screwed in 97. Like, enough, dude. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a massive rad from that. <laughs> like, uh, I, he'll talk about something like, I could have had a better King of the Ring run. It could have been a better one. Like, he's always trying to, like, they, like it should have been me and Hogan at WrestleMania 9, to be honest. I, I can't. Yeah. No, I, I, to hear them excuses, like, oh, they'll take it out and Natalia, like, oh, come on, man. Like, Natalia's been there seeing it. Yeah, done it. So we'll have to see. But yeah, apparently he was not close. Um, right. You can't hide anymore, my man. Oh, yeah, I can. There's still more news. Everybody's trying, <laughs> everybody's trying to get Alistair Black. Okay, yeah, Joe Black. So apparently, the, the uh, first of all, Triple H lost his mind about the Joe thing, and apparently about Alistair Black, and also Edge also told him to get Alistair Black back. Although then all week, all I've seen is Alistair Black post deciding with AEW. What do you think is going to happen? I think he'll be back in NXT. I do. I do. I do. Either, I, yeah. I, either they're going to be in NXT or he's going to do NXT UK. And it was funny, like Chelsea Green was at the performance center. They're helping her get her arm back together and, you know, back strong. Oh, yes. You know, See, she like, was back there. Like, how, what an awful company sacking you and then just letting, giving you help. Me, like, you don't see this week something like, you know, maybe Krillin Cross says, I've beaten everybody, blah, blah, blah. And then boom, there comes Black. Can you imagine? Or Regal makes the change, Cross interferes, Regal announces Joe is enforcer, Joe's first move is to bring back Alistair Black, have them both come back. <laughs> the same, you're telling me Killing Cross and Alistair Black is not a match. Yeah. Because, like, Cross is literally wiped through in one match the main guys That's on NXT. You know, because straight after the match, we were all saying, well, who's next? You know, unless he's going to fight one of these one-on-one. The way the match went, it looked like it was just Cross destroying them, you know? Like, it was made to look Cross a monster. I I am expecting something tonight, like, yeah. As well as, the, obviously, there's a Cruiserweight title open challenge, which I'm quite excited to see who answers. Um, and also, I want to give props to Isaiah Swerve Scott's faction. Man, I love them. Hit Row. Hit Row is amazing. I love them. It is literally... Perfect meeting of four people at the perfect time, in my view. Um, my favorite characters. Perfect and great for Swerve Scott because I'm a, I do like Swerve Scott, the guy that used to do the podcast with me. I think he actually knows Swerve Scott. Met him a few times. So yeah, no, I'm really pleased. I think they're really good. NXT's in a really good place. It'd be very interesting to see what Regal brings tonight. I love me some top dollar. <laughs> Don't ever say that. Goodness Top Dollar is awesome. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. You're you right. Top Dollar? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I think it's horrible. <laughs> he's a big boy. Yeah, but he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, anyway, um, yeah, have you got any more news? You want to stall any more? Uh, it battleground was a show. <laughs> Go ahead, read me off this card, and I'll give you my thoughts. Yeah, let's get it up. Geo oh. struggled this week. <laughs> he jumped into a voice chat with me just to say to go fuck myself, and then left the chat. <laughs> right. So it started with, is it, it's a 2014 Battleground, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. that's the card. So the first match, oh my God, was Adam Rose with Layla and Summer Rae versus Fandango. <laughs> How was that? How was the Adam Rose Fandango match? It's exactly what you think it is. An Adam Rose Fandango match. What? And you didn't like it? And then what about Cameron versus Naomi on the pre-show too? Okay. Come on, man. That was hard. That, that took me like almost three days to get through just trying to get to that match. 
Do you know? You say that and the Adam Rose oh. match is two minutes, eight seconds. And Cameron Naomi oh. is three minutes, 19. And it took you three oh. days to watch. <laughs> three minutes I don't want back. <laughs> no. Absolutely uh, awesome. Oh. The, that was the kickoff. Anyway, so the main show started. Usos against the Wyatt family of Rowan and Harper. Two out of three falls match for the tag team championships. Um, how was that? That was the sour. Like, it reminds me of how sour the tag division was. Yeah. It's a very different division now. And it's, I always used to love tag team wrestling, but. Now it's difficult. Um, Divas Championship was still a thing. Uh, AJ Lee taking on Paige. They had a really good. She threw the Shining Wizard. Was it AJ Lee? Shining Wizard. Cross, lesbian, weirdness, storyline. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, Rusev uh, versus Jack Swagger um, with yeah, Lana and obviously Zeb this reminds me of all the people that would go, Bruce was never treated right. How? Mm. How is he never treated right? Yeah, because he had a year long dominated push. Yeah, exactly, because he, he beat the hell out of Swagger, didn't he? Isn't that how it ended where he like slapped him into the ring post and then after they got counted out and then Rusev attacked him more? I mean, because Jack Swagger was. You know, Jack Swagger. Like they, they did try and push him. He's a big dude with Zeb Coulter. Um The man drove a tank to WrestleMania. Yeah, we actually had sex on that tank, according to Lana. <laughs> oh, Lana is apparently releasing a series of vlogs, spilling the tea on her time with WWE and like releasing stuff. Apparently, that's next week. I didn't think she'd be allowed to do that so, so soon, but apparently so. So that's something to look forward to. Um, then the weird forfeit thingy of Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins, <laughs> which was weird because um, Triple H like ejected Ambrose before the match, didn't he? And then Rollins had declared himself the winner and then as he was leaving, got attacked again. They didn't actually have a match, did they? Like official, or is it down officially as some weirdness? I hated that feud. I feel like Ambrose and Rollins went on too long. I really do. Um, then, God, we're only at the fourth match. Bray Wyatt took on Chris Jericho, um, which Jericho actually won. How was that? I was that. This was sort of early Bray Wyatt when. He should have been winning matches that he wasn't. Do you feel that's always been an issue for Bray Wyatt? Because Jericho sucked. Mm. 2014 one. Because like all them feuds, like losing to Jericho, lost to Cena, lost to Taker. Any one of them could have propelled Bray Wyatt into superstardom. You know? I mean, he did beat Dean Ambrose. Lost to Reigns. See, just like a lot of defeats. Bray Wyatt's hit a lot of defeats. Gone way back. Um, then there was Intercontinental Title Battle Royal, um, which I think, who won that? Was that The Miz or Ziggler? I think it was. And then the main event, Fatal 4-Way, Cena, Orton, Reigns, and Kane. How was the main event? Was this, this, was, like, this was like the first push of Roman Reigns, wasn't it? This was like the start of everything for him, wasn't it? I forgot about how annoying the Authority storyline was. Do you think it was annoying, or do you miss that kind of faction-led shows in WWE? Do you feel like it could work again? <laughs> he literally turned Seth Rollins into, like, this big puss. Yeah, they did. But do you think that's where he's good at? Um, big aftermath. So um, the Swagger versus Rusev match was promoted as United States versus Russia. It was marked in controversy after Lana made comments prior to the match, blaming the United yes. States for recent current world events 
and praising Russian President Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin, yeah. Yeah. Um, some in the media viewed the promo as a veiled reference to the crash of that Malaysia Airlines flight three days earlier. And obviously, WWE came and said out it was no way referring to that tragedy. Um, and they apologized to anyone who misunderstood. And in response to it, uh, they said the comments were hollow, noting that reasonable viewers could conclude that Lada was referring to the plane crash. And WWE take attacking on a fake apology with an insult to people's intelligence makes it sound even worse. Um, they didn't actually let Swagger appear on Raw the next night because of it. Um, wow. Drama. <laughs> but yeah, so that was Battleground. Very forgettable. Like, you look at the matches and All right. there's nothing I even want to see. You know? I'm breathing a sigh. Turn on your randomizer. The randomizer's going on. Right. Years are up. As I say, they start at 1985. They end as in right now. Right. Are you ready? Are yeah. you ready? Okay. And go. No. 1998. <laughs> oh. You know that? Okay. Yeah, let me get it. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, let's go. When you're ready. All right, stop. Fully loaded in your house, 1998. Let's get this up. Let's have a look. Right, your card. Yo, has got painted juggies. Oh, wow, your card. So you've got... Val Venus uh, against Jeff Jarrett. Uh, you got D'Lo Brown versus X-Pac. Uh, Farouk and Scorpio against Justin Bradshaw and Terry Funk. Mark Henry versus Vader. Uh, the Disciples of the Apocalypse. Oh, my God. Abel and Skull. Oh, no. <laughs> um, take it. Oh, that's with Paul Ellerin as well. Apparently, Paul Ellerin has re-signed. Apparently, Paul Ellerin is back. You said, we'll touch on AOP before we get out. Um, they're taking on LOD 2000. Owen Hart versus Ken Shamrock in a dungeon match with Big Dan Seven as the special guest referee. Oh, yes. um, The Rock versus Triple H. Two out of three falls into Continental. Oh, Jack, uh, there's a bikini contest with Jay Lawler as master of ceremonies. And then uh, Stone Cold and Undertaker taking on Kane and Mankind. For the oh tag God, team titles. Came out with nothing but two painted hands on her titties. <laughs> <laughs> that is such um, a, a WWE 1998 pay-per-view. Like straight <laughs> up. Um, amazing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. The handprints on their titties. Oh my God, I remember that. Was that 98? Yikes. I'm old. I am old. Um, obviously, Paul Ellerin with the Disciples of the Apocalypse. I love DOA. Man, A-Ball and Skull were just like the dudes. He wasn't that Crush's original. Like, he wasn't crushing it for a while. Yeah. I'm, thank God I didn't get 97 because I hated the gang wars. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very good. Um, yeah, it wasn't very good. What's the other one? There was something else in WCW around that time. I remember the name of it. Anyway, Paul Ellerin. So everyone was saying apparently AOP retiring, blah, blah, blah. Paul Ellerin apparently has re-signed with WWE. Do you think AOP are coming back? Maybe. Maybe this is part of a story thing. Like some old Joe's going to be GM and be like, hey, here's Aleister Black. Here's the Authors of Pain. Yeah, you think maybe they bring Joe in for change and they just re-sign a whole bunch of people. <laughs> and then they call a lot more up because, like, the roster obviously needs it. Yeah. I just wonder if Authors of Pain have been saying they're retired because they're going back to um, WWE. Because he actually tweeted during, or was it just before TakeOver, there is no tag team in wrestling today that can beat AOP and tagged WWE NXT and WWE Network saying, believe me, I know. It would, right. be, it would be cool. Like, it would no. be cool. 
before before we end the show, I do have oh, an idiot. I do have oh. an idiot of the week. Lovely. Let's go. <laughs> it is the WWE technical department because I don't know if anybody caught it, but Doran Bailey's ding dong hello, a graphic popped up that called her reigning world champion Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, it did. Whoever that guy is, just he sent Twitter into a meltdown as well. Like, oh, his return is confirmed. Come on, boys. Um, Somebody's getting fired. Yeah. But, yeah, there is talk, obviously, they want to book SummerSlam as WrestleMania, almost, is what I'm reading. You think then that means, like, Cena's and Lesnar and everyone will see back? You think they'll go all out for SummerSlam? Maybe. I think so. I hope so. I want to see Lesnar versus Lashley. And I actually do want to see this version of Reigns versus John Cena. I think that would be such a great story. Um, I really do. I really, really do. Well, we'll know a bit more next week, won't we? After Hell in a I'm Cell. Hoping for a, I'm hoping for a good dark side of the ring this week because Dynamite Kid, the past two weeks have been depressing. Dynamite Kid and Jake the Snakes were really depressing me. Jake the Snakes was. Jake's, oh, Jake, Jake the Snakes was hard work. Yeah, all right. I'm all for the next one. The next one is the the uh, Bruiser Bedlam. He was in, he wrestled in like Smoky Mountain, and he was a jobber in WWF, and he was like a mo. He was like in a legit motorcycle gang that blew up a police station. He was a scary mother. Yeah, because it started really well. Like I basically said, the last two weeks. I think it's just the order. Like the warrior one was good, but I didn't realize that he was such a jackass. I didn't realize. Just put it out there. I was a big warrior fan. I loved Ultimate Warrior when I was a kid. I was always Team Warrior over Hogan. No messing. But I didn't realize that he was such a jerk at times. But yeah, then the last two, as you say, have just been hard viewing. But yeah, be interesting to see Bruiser Brody. Because like, yeah. And then, um, didn't they do it? Wait, no, no, no not Bruiser sorry. Brody. His oh. name is Bruiser Bendelum. Yes, sorry. I was, I, they've already done the Bruiser Brody. I was like, wait, what's happened? And this dude's like a legit, he was a scary dude. Oh, really? He wrestled a lot for like, uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And he did like, I think a couple of stints for WWF. It's just like enhancement. He was a big boy. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. I just got a picture up of him. Damn. He's huge, isn't he? Uh, and, yeah, he was part of the Satan's Choice Motorcycle Gang, and he did, like, 33-something years in prison, and then he, was a, he got charged with murder because he got arrested for a bank robbery, and then he tried to blow up, like, the police station in retaliation to them trying to put him on, style, uh, on trial. Like, it was yeah, bad. God, so, yeah. So in 2005, he was arrested and charged for the murders of uh, one couple in 98. And then he was released. Two counts of conspiracy to commit. And then he died in, in prison. Gang, gang-related mob stuff. Wow. Looks like a dude. Yeah. And he was, yeah. yeah pushed, pushed really hard by Jim Cornette. So I'm guessing Jim Cornette will have a, have a lot to what say. Of a police station. Wow. <laughs> should be fun then. That one shouldn't be depressing, that's for sure. <laughs> like the past two weeks, it was just like, oh. Yeah, the Jake the Snake one was was a bit was a bit rough. It was a bit rough. And Dynamite Kid, like Dynamite Kid is just sort. I feel like almost Dark Side of the Ring filler. Nothing against Dynamite Kid. It's a tra It's a tragic story. Uh, I just but think that's filler. Like a miserable dude who drank a lot. Yeah, it sounds like. Most wrestlers. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, again, Dynamite Kid is, you know, for him, we got a lot of good wrestlers out of that that wanted to be like him. You know what I mean? So I do understand it a little bit. But yeah, it was, uh, let's hope that it's better. And Hell in the Cell actually proves me wrong and turns out to be worth watching. But I'm not holding my breath. Right, dude. Enjoy Fully House, Fully Loaded in Your House 1998, hopefully. <laughs> That should be better than what you've gone through this week. <laughs> you should be in a better mood. Um, and we'll be back next week with our full Hell in a Cell breakdown. 
Um, and yeah, Gia, I'll catch you next week. Yeah, man.